I'm Deva Flowers. And I'm Chief Bob Vasquez. Welcome to Creating Leaders of Character. Our purpose in creating this podcast is to help you empower yourself as a leader. Specifically as a leader of character. Deva and I come from two very different times. You might consider me an old school kind of leader. And I'm what might be considered an emerging leader. As different as our perspectives may be, we both agree that leading with character is important these days. Actually, it's always been important. Now, it may even be critical. Throughout this podcast, we'll share our perspectives, not to convince you to think like either of us, but to help you develop your own perspectives and apply them to make you a better leader. A leader of character. This podcast is powered by the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight. Well, it's another week's gone by, uh, Miss Deva, Mrs. Deva. So I'll get eventually oh. I'll get to that, Mrs. Deva. Um, but uh, anyway, we're together again. That's good. How are you? How was your last week? You doing okay? Oh yeah, I've been good. Um, right now I'm uh, watching the leaf blower outside of my house uh, curtail and drive back and forth. Uh, yeah. That's been my entertainment for the morning. So yeah. hopefully, listeners get to hear some of that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I've been great. I'm thankful they're here to to help me with my my leaves. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, and you know, when we want to continue on with uh, our discussion on values, what's important, that's important at one time or another is going to be important. Uh, at least you have someone doing it for you. Imagine yeah. if you had to go out and do it. Now we had snow evidently last night, which was not scheduled. And so this morning, uh, before I get going, I got a bunch of places to go to today. So I have to go sh- shovel that snow uh, unless you're available yeah just give me one uh maybe four hours is it yeah, oh. a little bit more than that probably yeah no more than four hours well if we could get scotty to beam you here <laughs> um, we uh, i always looked forward to that and then he died but anyway uh, good <laughs> to see you again and uh, i'm glad you had a good week uh, every uh, week that goes by is a good week because that's one that i survived so not too bad and, and uh Anyway, uh, let's go back to our discussion on values. We talked a lot about God last time, uh, being spiritual and all that. Um, it, it's it's an interesting thing how, and I call it serendipity to some degree, and some people will say it's coincidence, but uh, uh, Einstein said you can live your life in one of two ways, as if every as if there are no such things as miracles or as if everything is. And Einstein was pretty smart, you know, so I, I give him, I go with him. So I think that um, miracles occur more than we uh, think and more than we understand. Anyway, I got, the, we got to talking about spirituality and guess what shows up uh, in my mail, which I didn't order, but it's a book called Holy Moments, which is a sure. very good book. And you'll get a copy of it here soon. Sure. <laughs> because uh, this is an Australian and, and I can't, I haven't figured out um, whether he's a, pastor or or a layman or so but he's a very uh spiritual and writes a lot of he's written many many books on uh, i can't think of his name right now but uh, anyway he uh sent me a book and i set it down and i thought well i don't know if i want to read it i didn't order it so i, I don't know have any interest in it and i got to reading about it and um i got, got to reading it and it it was great and you know what's really cool and again i think it's called holymoments.com something like that you can go on there and he'll send you six copies of the book so huh. that you can send to others 
which is huh. kind of what I do. I call it uh, my book ministry. Uh, I'll pack some books together and send them to my chief, the one that I mentioned okay. earlier, and uh, hoping that he'll send them, give them to other people, you know, and just pass it on. Stuff that I've read that I thought was interesting. And, you know, um, I, part of that program I call uh, Leaders Are Readers. So the more you read, I think, the more you learn, and then the more you can teach others or share with others. So, but this Holy Moments thing was uh, very good, uh, David, that uh, uh, basically, and I, you know, I've been professing this for decades, he just puts it in a real good way is doing what is that uh random moments random good moments or something there's i think there's books written on this thing uh, kind or random kind moments or something like that kindness sounds familiar something like that uh, i uh, say that they're not random if you do it right if you value doing uh, if you value being kind that won't be uh, uh random you'll be looking for opportunities. So so anyway, that's uh, there are miracles happening all the time. You can consider it spiritual. You can consider it coincidence. To me, it doesn't matter. But I think uh, the, the key there is look for them and uh, value them. The more you do, the more you will. So uh, yeah, anyway. There's a good, uh, there's a good uh, mid-generational movie for me to reference. I guess it's maybe two generations above mine that would be really addicted to it. But I, I didn't particularly uh, enjoy, but was more confused by Pulp Fiction recently. And I know it's just a, a strange movie for some people, but for others, I mean, who like dark humor and, and stuff like that. I just figured it was a classic and I had to watch it. So, so we did recently. And there's this scene where a bullet just barely flies by one of the characters. Um, I won't ruin too much for you, but he basically immediately says, this was a miracle from God and start saying, man, this is, this is a really big deal. And of course they're still in the middle of a crime scene or a middle of this yeah. really intense environment. And so his partner is saying, that wasn't a miracle. Just let's get out of here. Like you're, you're thinking too hard about this. We got to go. And yeah. he's like, do you want to die? Like let's, we have to leave. Uh, and he, yeah. and he, Oh, take a moment to recognize this miracle from God. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, I think uh, a lot of people see that if it's very unlikely maybe that's a miracle or uh, who knows? Is it unlikely that I'm on the earth? Is it just a happen chance? Is it, was it going to happen anyways? Right. I think that depends a lot on people's values and how they see themselves and the world. And so, yeah, what is well, a miracle? It, and part of the, the idea of values, I think, and we didn't talk about this. Uh, I don't think we did. Well, we did a little bit about uh, gratitude. You know, if you, if you consider, you think about, and it, I think it's a spiritual spiritual thing. Uh, how important and how, uh, how 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 valuable something, some event, some occurrence is, it gets you into a spiritual uh, mode. If you think about, wow, it could have been different. It could have gone totally different. I mean, uh, I was just talking about you with someone I don't remember who this week, and telling them about you, and I said, you know, it just so happens. Was it so happens that we met? You know, I don't. I don't remember how long ago. Five years, I, six. Uh, you remember? Yeah, but uh, <laughs> you know, and I was at NCLS at uh, the Air Force Academy. What is it that brought us together? You know, well, the book. I think because you had read uh, my book, right? The uh, Air Power, yeah. uh, which Air Power 2.0 is coming out soon. But um, but anyway, what what is it that connected us? You know, uh, Deb and I are from totally different. My uh, my lovely bride of forty five wonderful and fulfilling years are from totally different cultures, from totally different parts of the world. And how is it that we connected? You know, 
If you yeah. start thinking about that, if you start contemplating that, it's like, wow, how could that possibly happen? Mm-hmm. Was it happenstance uh, or was it a miracle? Yeah. And you can choose, you know, you can choose our job here or our purpose here is not to proselytize uh, anyone, but to consider, wow, hmm, that, that that can even be scary. You know, that how, how is it possible? I've, I've been so close to dying several times and mm-hmm. I'm so glad it didn't happen uh, that it's no, why? You know, I took a step left instead of right. And that's, mm-hmm. that's all. So was that a miracle or was that just happenstance? I don't know. I, I, but at least contemplating it, I think, leads you to some spirituality and to valuing. I'm glad it happened. I just said that. I'm glad I value that it did not happen, that I didn't die, or else we wouldn't have be having this conversation. So um, so anyway, enough about the spiritual stuff, because it'll freak me out if I start thinking too much. <laughs> uh-huh. We don't want to think too much, right? That's not, thinking is bad. I don't like <laughs> We should never think about our values or what decisions we make ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah right. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, where do they come from, though? I mean, I, th- I think we touched on this uh, before, but uh, how how is it that you, you you know you're not you're not born with them, or are you born? Now, what do you guys think? And that's the most important thing. What I think uh, probably is not important anymore. But you guys at your age, how, where do you get your values? Do you even do you even think about them? You probably don't talk about them, right? Well, I mean, if you're in a philosophy class, you obviously have to talk about them. Maybe in psychology classes, you talk about them. I don't know how often, maybe at a coffee date, engineering students would talk about their values and personal values and (laughs) morality and everything. Um, But everybody's different. I know that in your generation, I'm sure there's many people that think differently than you do, although it seems as though there's a majority that we can kind of talk about. So I don't know, maybe I'll talk about how, how I was quote unquote raised, which I think is a really good, interesting uh, point. And I'll ask you the same because I pride myself in the fact uh, pride myself slash has have grown through the fact that I had just so many different influences and that can be good or bad. You know, maybe one person had, uh, so somebody who's listening, you've had two parents um, and they've been relatively consistent and they've tried to espouse certain values to you that they really care about and they cared about you receiving those values. I mean, I would say that in general, that's a pretty consistent way to get your values. And you can say, oh, I think like my parents because they taught me to think that way, um, which is which is fine. That's what parents do. I don't think um, that that's a bad thing. Um, but I had, I lived with my mom. I lived with my dad. I lived with my grandparents. I lived with friends, um, at young ages over the summer. And it's funny because it's not that it was more of a, uh, like a foster child or abusive child relationship. My parents loved me. Um, but they were just very free. I could do anything I wanted and go anywhere I wanted. And I spent most summers at my grandparents, my mom's side summer camp. Um, working there and and just going to camp when I was young. And so that was a big influence for me. Uh, school was a huge influence for me. Um, there was a huge, uh, actually, interestingly, Native American and a Hispanic population in my school. I think that I think the, the school was 90% Hispanic. Um, and then, you know, everybody else was in that 10%. Um, and that certainly influenced me um, to their, their cultures and the way that they spoke and what they listened to. And so, yeah, that's I feel like, um, you know, I don't know if I can claim diversity, but I've definitely loved people from all corners of the world, I think. 
and really gleaned a lot of their values or at least observed them to decide if I want them for myself. Um, but, but how do you feel? I mean, um, about your upbringing, about your values, where, where they came from. Well, I, I think it's like I said in several of my books that we, we don't teach this stuff. We can't teach character. Uh, you, you can't teach leadership, really. Uh, the best thing you can do is show it. And yeah. we learn that way, you know, and I think we've talked about this before. You know, pe- uh, we watch our uh, people around us, wherever our environment is, doing these things. In my one of my books that I call uh, What I Learned from Dad That Made Me a Better Man, uh, uh, then I don't remember how many parts, how many things, how many lessons are in there. But, uh, and I mentioned in the book, I, my dad had never, he never sat down with me and said, Bob, you need to do this, 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 to be a good person. You never. But I watched him, you know, for about, well, 18, the first 18 years of my life. And then I went off uh, to the to the military. But I watched him do all of these things. And as I watched them somewhere, going back to the uh, the original discussion, I valued those things. You know, I, I don't know whether it made me feel good or it just I expected or he expected, you know, I expected that I should, I would do it because he expected me to do it. I, I don't know. But, um, but nonetheless, it was, you know, somebody did it and, and really uh, pretty much all the men at that time did it. So I became more, and I, and as the older I get, I find that I'm being more and more like my dad. You know, I, I think we all become our parents and not our, not our parents, but whoever we grew up with, whoever raised us, because it's not always parents, like you say, grandparents, uh, surely you learned a lot from your grandparents Mm-hmm. That that you're uh, and and you've either become more like them or you will become more like them because you're young and once you you, you and I think part of it has to do with the experience too, David. You know when you go that when you're there, you know I, I saw my dad do this when this this event or this uh, occurrence is happening, and that's because you know a lot of I think we we do we learn from modeling we learn from experience. I can't tell you what it's like to be uh, married 45 years. Mm-hmm. But when you hit 45, then you'll understand. And then, you know, I'll be gone and you'll be saying, wow, the chief was right, you know, <laughs> and it'll be too late, but maybe I'll be looking, well, hopefully from upstairs and down <laughs> and maybe up, who knows? <laughs> but, uh, but nonetheless, you know, that's, but, but you said something that I think is really uh, critical. We can choose to be influenced. Yeah. Those things that whatever you know that environment would that were because I, I know people who lived in a, in a, a family in a situation where the parents were abusive or alcoholics or druggies or something, and that's what forced them to not be that way, which is I think it's a good thing. I don't want to be judgmental, but it was uh, you know they they thrived because they had bad bad influences, bad examples, and they thought, well, I don't want to be like that. With leadership, I, I don't know how many leaders you've worked for because you're pretty young, but I've worked for a lot of people who thought they were leaders who were jerks. Uh, I think they're called toxic. That's the term that we use, toxic sure. leaders. Uh, and uh, and people that I, you know, I, you know, I know thousands and thousands and thousands of people, and a lot of folks would tell me, well, you know, I, I worked with this guy, but I learned not to do, not to be that guy. I think that's the term you guys use, uh, <laughs> not to be that guy. Well, that's, I think, a good thing if you take a bad example and make it, uh, turn it into a good way of doing things. So, yeah, we're, um, I think, constantly uh, being influenced, but we can accept that or not and be that way or not. 
Yeah, I'd love to hit on this topic because I think this is something that a lot of people don't define or look into, but there's a big conversation right now about whether or not you are likely to say no to potential bad influences. Maybe I think the the terminology we can use is, yes, you can always choose who you follow, but is it likely that if you grew up with two parents that that maybe do have very strong drug habits that you would be able to quote unquote fight that? And that's, you know, understanding that, um, you know, our perspective currently is that drugs don't help <laughs> or right. aren't necessarily good for your brain or your development or your social group or whatever. But, um, and uh, this is a big, big conversation right now uh, in the academic field, but also in the social field when it comes to uh, gangs and gang life and uh, what it's like. And I don't want to misrepresent because I know that, you know, everybody has a different story. Um, But in general, they've, they've talked about how most of the time, the gang's families, their their uh, mothers, uh, their acquaintances, the the father figures that either stay or come in and out of their lives would bring money and food from their drug trade. And so growing up, um, at least it's been reported a few times that that the drugs became a positive reinforcement system for their families because it's what fed, what fed them. And there was there was seemingly no loop out of this because almost everyone they knew, almost every time the money came in, it was from this drug trade and and the circle would just go on and on. And I don't I wonder um, in a situation like that. Um, yes, I really do believe that they can choose to maybe find an another way. Um, they can, you know, all the terms are like, quote unquote, rise above or fight back for, you know, whatever other career or dream they might have. But um, I don't know. I just wonder if it's if it's too hard for some people um, and if it's just a difficult situation to be in. <laughs> so so to choose your own values and, and what that might be like. So, well, and I, again, I, I think we always choose what they are. It's just is it like I think the point you're making is is, is how hard is it? How difficult is it to make that choice, uh, especially if it's going to affect you and your family and, you know, uh, just survival itself? Uh, I, I I know I've mentioned it before. I used to do a radio show on KAFA, KAFA 97, 97.4, I think it was in, at the Academy. And I interviewed a, a lady who, a powerful, powerful lady. I don't remember her name and I wouldn't tell you anyway because uh, it, it could be bad. But she was involved with helping women get through dr- uh, uh, sex trafficking, uh, person, people trafficking. I don't know. There's a person, a name for that. And um, well, it just, I wish I, maybe I can find it. I, maybe I have it in the archives and I can uh, uh, share a little bit of it sometime. But the, the point I was going to make, Deva, is that uh, these women that he she was working with, did have a choice and she offered them a choice to get out of that. I mean, some of the stories, uh, the, the, the way that she described life for these women, it was, it's, I don't know how you could bear it. However, comma, they were not willing to leave it because one, that's all they knew. You know, they had been abducted at the 12, 13 years old, and this is the life that they knew. So they survived that way and they uh, survived it so that they they're still alive and the value value is value but the uh the i'm not sure what the term is but the people that uh, you know trafficked them made them feel good enough that they continued to do it 
where we as outsiders are saying, man, you know, th th this is terrible. And they're saying, no, it's not. This is how I live. I, you know, I, I have something to eat. And some of them made a lot of money, you know, a lot. And I'm talking a lot of money. But they were selling themselves and they were doing it too. They were uh, trafficking youngsters, little, you know, uh, young ladies and all that. So it was like an, uh, an endless backward cycle. And yeah. uh, she was in the middle of it trying to help women get out of it because, you know, our value, at least she and I and most of society's value is that's not good. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, but to them, it, what is good? Uh, it's survival. You know, so it's, it, it kind of gets kind of uh, uh, nebulous there trying to figure out what is important to a person. And I think maybe as a leader of character, if we're going to go go there, uh, you know, there's a point where we can't judge. We will because we're humans and we mm -hmm. have biases. We, we have we are. We're, but, you know. Okay, that's your life. That's what you choose. Okay, I'm not going to fight you because you're you. So uh, interesting stuff. Uh, don't. Well, I'm going to say I'm going to tell you. Don't do that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I want to teach people to live the good life. And I don't know. Maybe you say we shouldn't judge, and and there's a part of me that's like, I want to. I want to. <laughs> I really do. I think it's yeah. important. There's certain yeah. things that I, that I want to that I want to share, and yeah. I think that's okay too. If listeners yeah. are feeling it is well. I don't know. Uh, there, there is no fix for this stuff. We can just hope that some uh, people who are listening will say, "Wow, I hadn't thought about that," and let me make the right decisions, whatever it may be. Yeah. I'll tell you what, uh, uh, we're out of time, so uh, I, I know <laughs> you gotta go, and I gotta go. So we'll talk to you next week. Okay, bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We hope that there was something that you heard in this episode that will help empower you to become a better leader. A leader of character. If you'd like to connect with us, please email us at cloc at leadershipandforesight.org. Until next time, be great. This podcast is powered by the Institute for Leadership and Strategic Foresight.